Welcome to the Let's Remember This podcast where we're taking time to slow down, sit down, and spend time in scripture. So wherever you're at, wherever you're listening, I encourage you grab a pen, grab your Bible, a notebook, and let's not only read scripture, but let's ask the Holy Spirit to speak and let's remember this. It is Wednesday. If you're here today, this is day three of Mark, which means you made it. You are now halfway through the first week of the book of Mark, which is so exciting. Honored that you're choosing to spend your time um, listening to scripture with me today. A few quick things before we dive into Mark chapter two. Um, And that is this, that if you did not know yet, we have a guided journal to help make this experience even more engaging for you, um, even more just kind of hands on. And so, you know, when we talk about us forgetting things and trying to be better about remembering things, sometimes it can be really helpful to engage other parts of your mind and your body when you do this. So this guided journal has a space for you to read the scripture. It has a space for you to write it out. And really um, the heart with that is that you would write out kind of the verse again as a way to just really help it sink in. And then there's the blank spaces to say, what do you need to receive? What do you need to remember? And a little devotional thought that'll kind of follow along with where we're at in scripture. So if you want a copy of that, follow the Let's Remember This podcast on Instagram. There's a link in my bio there and you can do that. But I am going to dive right in today. The full reading is going to be Mark chapter 2 verses 1 through 17. And so I'm going to read all of that over you again. We're going to be reading... um, all 17 verses. And so I just want to encourage you that if you are driving or maybe you're working out on your lunch break, wherever you're at, uh, you can just take a deep breath and listen. But if you are in a space, maybe you're listening to it early in the morning with me and you are able to journal and open up your Bible, would encourage you to do that, would encourage you to continue to listen to these scriptures, meditate on these scriptures, and to know you could have something totally different than what I'm sharing um, stand out to you. Uh, And that's the beauty of scripture is that Every time I read these stories, I feel like the Lord can speak something new and it's always what I need for that moment Um, and he knows. And so I'm going to share with you what I'm receiving from the Lord with the things that I'm like, wow, I need to remember this. I don't want to forget this about Jesus and what, who he's inviting me to be. Um, But would you do the same? Would you ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you? It might be words that stand out as I read that you just keep thinking. There might be questions that come to your mind as I read these scriptures. So pay attention and let's just ask the Holy Spirit to speak. This is Mark chapter 2 verses 1 through 17. When Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room even outside the door. While he was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, My child, your sins are forgiven. But some of the teachers of religious law who were sitting there thought to themselves, What is he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew immediately what they were thinking, so he asked them, Why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say to the paralyzed man, Your sins are forgiven? Or stand up, pick up your mat, and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. 
Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And the man jumped up, grabbed his mat, and walked out through the stunned onlookers. They were all amazed and praised God, exclaiming, We've never seen anything like this before. Verse 13 says, Then Jesus went out to the lakeshore again and taught the crowds that were coming to him. As he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Levi got up and followed him. Later, Levi invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests. Along with many tax collectors and other disruptible sinners, there were many people of this kind among Jesus' followers. But when the teachers of religious law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with tax collectors and other sinners, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with such scum? When Jesus heard this, he told them healthy people don't need a doctor. Six people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. This is Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 17 in the New Living Translation. Will you pray with me? Holy Spirit, we thank you for the ways that you speak to us through scripture. I just pray, God, that you would give us hearts to receive in these moments, whatever it is that you need us to hear. Would we too just feel led to respond to your word today? Respond to the ways that you are inviting us to grow and connect with you in deeper ways and to join you on your mission in deeper ways. So we thank you for this time. God, we ask this in your name. Amen. The themes that I see here is that when Jesus is encountering these people, that he invites them, he invites us to respond and also a theme that I see in this is Jesus is starting to show his authority. He's starting to show this when the story of him healing the man with the paralytic man, when they're saying, you don't have the authority to forgive sins. You don't have the authority to do this. And Jesus is pretty much like, well, watch this. <laughs> I'm going to prove to you that the son of man has the authority to on earth to forgive sins. And he says, stand up, pick up your mat, go home. And the man jumps up. So he's starting to show uh, his authority as God, as the son of God and the son of man. He's starting to show this authority here in this moment and to demonstrate that. But he's also starting to show this kind of upside down kingdom that's not going to make sense to the world and how they viewed kings and rulers at that time. And, and what I mean by that is is this, is that, you know, they're they're telling him, um, you don't have the authority to forgive those sins. Like, why, why would you do this? And I was saying, okay, what is he saying? This is blasphemy, all of this stuff. And Jesus is, is immediately turning to them and say, saying, why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven or stand up, pick up your mat and walk. So I'll prove to you that the son of man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. And then he did it right. He, he forgave him. He healed him. He restored him. Um, and then we also see though later when he calls Levi to be his disciple and he says, follow me. And then Levi got up and he followed him. There was a response to, to follow him. And again, these Pharisees, they're looking at him and they're kind of like, what is Jesus doing? When then Jesus goes with Levi and he's eating with sinners and tax collectors and they're still questioning. They're like, wait a second. No, this doesn't make sense. Like this isn't how it's supposed to be. And he's, and Jesus 
as he hears them says, healthy people don't need a doctor, six people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. What an interesting statement to make, but what a profound thing. And also, I think it's so funny that in the New Living Translation, the question is, why does he eat with such scum? I just think that's so funny that that word scum is there in the Bible. That's just a side note. But uh, the themes here is that when Jesus is calling people, there's a response that he is inviting them into. And and both times, this is the paralytic man, he was healed and he got up and and he went home. He did what Jesus told him to do. And then you see with Levi, when he called him, it says that he got up and he followed him. Both of them got up and they responded. You see, it makes me wonder how many times is is Jesus asking us, is he saying, hey, I want you to follow me and to, to do these things. Hey, I have great, great plans for your life. Hey, I want to heal you. I want to do these things. But we don't get up. We don't respond. And what would change if we started to have that kind of faith and trust in God, if we were willing to take that kind of risk for God, that whenever he invited us to do things, we were willing to respond by getting up and following, getting up and walking, getting up and going to where he is telling us to go. One of the things that I see with this paralytic man is that for him to get up, there was faith, there was trust, and there was risk. There was faith and he had to believe that Jesus was who he said he was. He had to trust that he really did heal him in that moment. And he had to risk looking a little foolish when he tried to get up. I think of that faith though to jump, right? I would want to like roll over, test it out a bit, but he jumps up and he had to risk looking foolish because what if Jesus hadn't healed him? What if that wasn't true and he had to risk looking foolish? And I think of Matthew as well, that he, he when he said got up and he followed Jesus and then invited Jesus into his home, he invited Jesus into his circle of people. So he had faith that Jesus was who he said he was and was someone worth following. But then he also trusted that Jesus was someone that he wanted around his friends. Now that's a big deal. He invited him into his inner circle in these moments. So what does it look like for us to live that way? What does it look like for us to have the faith and the trust to get up, to trust the authority of Jesus and to trust that the way that he's doing things is going to be a little bit different than maybe what we've seen and experienced before in the same way that the Pharisees of the time, it didn't make sense to them. But Jesus is telling them, I'm not coming for the healthy. I'm coming for the sick. I'm not coming for those who think they're righteous, but those who know they are sinners. And so maybe there's things that you feel like the Lord is asking of you things that you feel like he wants to heal you of or he wants to invite you into. And there's been this fear of maybe you're not fit. Maybe you're not the right person. Maybe you are not who he's looking for. But hear those scriptures today. He's not looking for those who think they're righteous, but those who know that they are sinners. Those who that are know that the only thing that makes them worthy is Jesus. Those that know that it's not going to be on their own merit or anything that we could do to earn it or deserve it, but it's only because of Jesus. Jesus isn't looking for people to be perfect. He's looking for people that are willing to have the faith to get up, receive the healing, and and run on home. He's looking for people that have the faith to to get up and to follow him and then to invite him into every single part of their life and every single relationship in their life. That's who he's looking for. So if we want to have the faith and the courage 
to risk getting up and following Jesus and doing the things that he's asking for us, we have to really learn how to continue to grow our trust in him. And can I encourage you that you are starting in a really great place by even being here today, listening to this podcast, listening to scripture. Because when I think of the people in my life that I trust the most, that are going to come through for me, that are going to provide for me, the ones that I probably would risk looking a little foolish for, it's the people that I've spent the most time with. It's the people that that I know their reputation, that they've been consistent in my life, they've been faithful in my life. So if they ask something of me or they challenge me to do something or they invite me to do something, I'm going to be much more likely to do it with people that I have consistency with, people who I've spent time with. So continue to spend time in scripture. Continue to to look at the things that Jesus has done. Study the ways that Jesus has led, the way that he has provided for other people in the past. And the more that we do that, the more faith that we too are going to have to be able to not just respond through maybe, maybe taking a, a little step, but jumping up like the paralytic or standing up and and being willing to invite Jesus into all parts of our lives like Levi did. So I'm going to read just a few of these verses over you again. Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And then the man jumped up, grabbed his mat, and walked out through the stunned onlookers. They were all amazed and praised God, exclaiming, We've never seen anything like this. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Levi got up and followed him. Later, Levi invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disruptible sinners. Jesus told the people, healthy people don't need a doctor, six people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. I will see you guys tomorrow. I hope that this was an encouraging moment and continue to ask the Lord, what do you need to remember?